welcome to BCP Unfiltered, and this is episode 194. You guys leave a lot of great comments and articles and links and what have you. See more of the sharing of links on locals at therealbcp.com, but also get a lot of good comments uh, on bcpextras.com on Patreon. You guys point me out to stuff. Some Often, not always, often I've seen the articles or the videos or I'm aware of them that you shared. There's three comments and things that were shared over the last few days that I had seen, but uh, I, I think we should cover, that we should go over. So thank you all for sharing those things. Let's uh, start off first of all with Wayne, one of our brothers over at bcpextras.com, shared with us that his 56-year-old brother-in-law had his fourth COVID booster on Monday and died of a heart attack on Tuesday. So this is absolutely heartbreaking, no pun intended. This is heartbreaking. This is horrible. Even though we know the truth about the vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine, and that it is actually very dangerous and it is poison and it is a bioweapon that doesn't uh, lessen the pain. Maybe it actually adds more to the pain of our friends, family, and neighbors that are succumbing to the propaganda to take it and then ultimately it's uh, it's costing them their lives. So our prayers out with with you and your family, um, your sister uh, and uh, and her family. So very, very uh, sad to hear that, uh, Wayne. It's totally preventable, but it doesn't make it any less of a tragedy. Once again, I think maybe it makes it more of a tragedy because it was preventable if we were allowed to share the true information and people really knew what was going on. All right, then uh, over on Locals, we had the Vez One sharing this uh, article from the Epic Times. Why experts are concerned about the new medical codes for COVID-19 vaccination status. Now, I want to share this with you because I think there's some... there's. This is a philosophical, this is a discussion piece. I think we should get into it. So thank you, uh, Lavez one for sharing this. Let's get into the article. New medical codes for COVID vaccination status raises concerns among experts. New medical diagnosis codes status have been added in the United States. One code is for being unvaccinated for COVID-19. That code, quote, may be assigned when the patient has not received at least one dose of any COVID-19 vaccine. Another code is for being partially vaccinated or having received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, but not having received enough doses to meet the CDC's definition of fully vaccinated. Okay, so we have unvaccinated, partially vaccinated, and then, of course, there's a code for uh, vaccinated for the classifications of the CDC. Now here is their goal. The goal is to track people who are not immunized or only partially immunized. Okay, hard uh, break here. Immunized by an injection. Let's just assume, and this is a big assumption because it's actually a false assumption, that the COVID-19 vaccine was actually a vaccine. Well, You can also have natural immunity from having the vaccine and therefore you also would be immunized against it. But okay, let's just go with this because that's 
when they when they ask you if you've been, you know, immunized for anything, polio, whatever it may be, they don't ask you, did you actually have the disease and are naturally immunized? So let's just, let's just go with that so that we have apples and apples, oranges and oranges comparison. Except that we don't. Listen to this. Experts say the codes don't fit with the international classification of diseases, which has diagnosis for diseases and reasons for healthcare visits. Quote, they're treating non-vaccination as if this is a hazardous exposure that therefore merits being recorded as a medical exposure. That's never been done to my knowledge. And this is coming from Dr. Rich, Dr. Rich, Professor Emeritus of Epidemiology at Yale School of Public Health. Probably a pretty brainy guy. Very prestigious university and program. This has never been done before, but he's pointing out that they are treating non-vaccination as a hazardous exposure. Do you think they should be tracking this or not? Please, as you can see, I read your comments. Put them down below. Now, my thoughts. There's pros and cons. The pros would be this, if we could trust the government to be honest. They would have data showing going forward that a whole bunch of people are dying of myocarditis, well, of heart attacks, strokes, and other things that were vaccinated. Then you can look at this data a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years from now and say, hey, look, there was a high likelihood, there was a higher likelihood that you would have all of these adverse effects from taking the vaccination because the data shows this person was vaccinated in 2021, 2022, 2023, and five months, six months, a year, three years, 18 months later, they came to this. And we look at the data of people just like them that were flagged as unvaccinated, didn't have as many incidents of these cardiac issues, etc. That would be very good because it would prove what we already know to be true from all the other data that we've gotten. But that's the rub. Can't trust the government to not finagle, hide, or then change their mind later with the data making it useless because it wouldn't be consistent. Or to use that data and then hide other facts and use that data to lie. There's a book I had to read when I was in college getting my economics degree. I don't know if the book is still around. I'm sure it's still around on news. I don't know if it's been updated, but it was uh, how to lie with statistics. Okay. So they can take these numbers and, and spin it in a different way. And once again, it doesn't track natural immunity, right? Only immunity by bioweapon poison. So what are your thoughts, folks? What are your thoughts? The CDC did not respond to requests from the Epic Times uh, on this article. The CDC proposed adding the codes to the international classification in September of 2021. They've been wanting to track this uh, for a while. Okay. So there you go. That That's uh, one thing I wanted to discuss. Then we had a, another article. Now, I obviously had seen this. I had seen this clip or what have you, but... I want to bring it up. And once again, thanks to uh, Steve uh, P5050. Steve, thank you. I see that you often share things uh, on Locals. And this is about Damar Hamlin and his replies to why his heart stopped. Seems, uh, it appears, 
it's something uh, he doesn't want to uh, to discuss. So let's just watch the clip. Let me let me let me play you the news article with this uh, with this clip from the ICU. The question on so many minds: What caused his heart to stop beating? You're 24. Peak physical condition could run circles around me right now. (laughs) (laughs) How did doctors describe what happened to you? Um, um, That's something I want to stay away from. That's something... I want to stay away from. Wow. And then think about it. And there was a pause. Why would that be? Well, because he knows, his doctors have told him, that this was an adverse reaction to the vaccine. He had money. They don't want this on the world stage. They don't want this messing up the NFL or the propaganda to have people injected. So what did they do? Yeah, they... uh, they, they got him the best medical attention to solve this problem. And then he's got a, uh, a gag order. That's something I want to stay away from. I think, that's, I think that's a smart way for this young man, 24 years old, to say, you guys know what it's about, but I'm just not going to touch this subject. Now, of course... The ideal thing would be that he would say, hey, yeah, my doctor said it was because of the vaccine. That would be the honest. That would be the ethical. That would be the right thing to do. I'm not going to judge him. He's a young man, got a career, family, whatever, a lot of pressure to just say it's not something. uh, Is that something I just want to stay away from? What is that telling us, folks? Yep, it was the vaccine. I know from my experience at the NFL, they do more tests than anything. And in the course of you having your physical, did anybody ever come back with any, say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? Uh, honestly, no. Um, I've always been a, a, a healthy, young, fit, energetic, uh, you know, human being, let alone mm-hmm. athlete. Um, so it, it was something that was just, that we, we still processing and I'm still talking through with my doctors just to see what everything was. <laughs> Even more evidence that it's a vaccine, right? He was perfectly healthy because the NFL, they do a whole bunch of medical tests, make sure these people are in good top physical condition, drug testing, all kinds of things. He was a young, healthy NFL athlete, a specimen of strength, vigor, endurance, etc. And then he collapses and it's something that that he's going to stay away from. Hmm, healthy, something happens. He almost loses his life. They save him, and it's something he doesn't uh, want to get into. That he wants to stay away from. It's the vaccine. It can't be any more obvious than that. And we've already talked about on this show how the NFL was very pro-vaccine. All right. Let's move on. Okay, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Corey Mills, and George Santos co-sponsoring a bill to ban sexually explicit books from school. Even though this is blurred out, it's still absolutely disgusting. The name of this bill is H.R. 863 
to amend Title 18, United States Code, to prohibit publishing, to prohibit a publishing house from knowingly furnishing sexually explicit materials to school or an educational agency, to prohibit federal funds from being provided to a school that obtains or an educational agency that distributes sexually explicit material and for other purposes. So Gateway Pundit with the with the details. These three have co-sponsored a bill because they want to end the sexualization of children in schools. The battlefield for the future of our society is being fought within the classrooms of American schools. This bill targets the left's efforts to sexualize children in schools across the U.S., Representative Mills said in a statement about the bill. The congressman continued from school board meetings to new representation in local, state, and federal levels. Americans are waking up to the grim reality of woke indoctrination guised as a normal education. No more. I mean, come on. Get the kids to whack off. (laughs) To cut off. (laughs) Uh, To whack off their their girls, to whack off their breasts, to be boys. Boys to, to, to whack off their Johnson, to be Bettys. And, um... You know, confuse them sexually when they're little. Take them to drag. Take them to drag queen story hour. There was a time when these things were off limits. It was off limits to sexualize children. Okay, this is not a. This is not a commentary at all on the LGBTQ plus community. We are. I'm a libertarian. I may not like or disagree with that lifestyle, but as a libertarian, if that is the lifestyle that they want to live as adults, that's the lifestyle they can live as adults so that I can live my Christian lifestyle and be left alone. But when children come into play, it's wrong. It's wrong to make children victims of any kind of abuse, psychological, emotional, physical sexual, etc. It's just wrong. And there are many in the Alphabet Q plus community who agree with us. And they're getting silenced. You can never be woke enough for the satanic woke left. You can be a feminist and woke. Oh, but if you don't uh, agree that men thinking they're women are the same as women who have ovaries and reproduce then you are turf. You are not woke enough. And even our gay brothers and sisters and lesbian brothers and sisters who are living their lifestyle go to these drag shows but are against children being involved in it, they are getting pushed back from their own community. Absolutely amazing the time that we live in. This should be a no-brainer bill even if George Santos and Marjorie Taylor Greene, two very unliked with by their own colleagues. It's a no-brainer. Everyone should jump on this. It's just decent. And decency used to be commonly held by people, but that's not the case anymore. I would say most people are still decent in this, but a lot of people have been swayed to the dark side. Children are off limits. That used to be a hard and fast rule. And it should always be a hard and fast rule.
Okay, great news being reported that the Supreme Court is reconsidering hearing the Brunson brothers' case. SCOTUS to reconsider hearing case alleging Biden-Harris lawmakers ignored 2020 fraud, broke oaths. A rigged election is equivalent to war since both put into power a victor, argues plaintiff, and therefore allegations of a rigged election must be investigated. The Supreme Court is set... The Supreme Court set to reconsider whether to hear a lawsuit alleging President Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, former Vice President Mike Pence, 291 House members and 94 senators violated their oath of office by refusing to investigate evidence of fraud in the 2020 election before certifying Biden as a victor on January 6, 2021, allowing for Biden and Harris to be fraudulently inaugurated. The plaintiff, Raylan J. Brunson, seeks the defendant's removal from office for violating their oaths. After the Supreme Court declined on January 9th to hear Brunson's lawsuit, he filed the petition for reconsideration on January 23rd. This are the type of people that we need. Two, was that two weeks to the date, he's got a new, the, 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 uh, the Brunson brother had a new filing. They weren't going to give up. On February 4th, the court scheduled the private conference for reconsidering the petition on Friday when four of the nine justices must vote to grant the case a hearing for it to move forward. This is very positive. Brunson, who is representing himself in the case, originally filed a lawsuit. And we've covered this. There was one that went through the federal system, one went through the, the state court system. Same case, had parallel ones, and one of these almost made it to the Supreme Court and looks like it's almost going to make it again. In his petition for reconsideration, Brunson argues that there must be penalty for violating oath of office or else they are not binding. A rigged election is equivalent to war since both put into power a victor, he argues, and therefore allegations of a rigged election must be investigated. That's a great analogy. And this is a a man representing himself who is not an attorney. As far as I know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not an attorney. The oath of office requires that aid and comfort cannot be given to those levying war through a rigged election, Brunson writes. As a presidential rigged election is a threat to the Constitution, when members of Congress become aware of such allegations, an investigation to these allegations is required that they become violators of their oath of office. So the important thing here is the argument is it wasn't investigated. That is our biggest thing. They keep saying, oh, it's unfounded, uh, you know, this conspiracy theories, baseless claims. But these baseless claims, these conspiracy theories have actual evidence that has not been investigated and has not made its way to the courts. All we want is for these things to be heard. And we're not talking about Carrie Lake where they just dismissed them and they haven't heard them. And now she's petitioning to the Arizona Supreme Court. We want them to be in a court of law. We want this to be looked at by the highest legal standards so the case can be proven or disproven. And of course, the case will be proven and then consequences could take it from there or the proper consequences can be taken after the rigging is proven. But we don't even get our day in court. So this is a great argument. If a person who takes the oath of office owes allegiance to the United States, states that whoever owing such allegiance violates this allegiance shall be incapable of holding office, then wouldn't it be fitting that they shall be removed from office as well? All sounds like good to me, 
good legal arguments. Since this complaint alleges a serious national security breach that is an act of war and holds that it, quote, requires an act as an emergency level to repair this breach immediately to stop this war and, the, and that those perpetrators of this breach are the respondents, he writes, doesn't this court have the power to adjudicate these serious claims and to immediately end the conflict and s- fix the national security breach? He's putting it on, on the Supreme Court. Hey, don't you have a duty? This is a war tactic and it's not being dealt with. Aren't you in breach of your constitutional duties by not even hearing this case, essentially? Hmm. Brunson's prior filing had noted that members of Congress had requested an investigation into the election. Senator Ted Cruz, along with 10 other senators, requested an emergency 10-day audit of the election returns in disputed states. A total of 147 Republican lawmakers objected to the certification of the election on January 6th. So this is not a couple things here. There, there are hundreds of people involved in looking at evidence or wanting to hold on and just be a little bit less rushing toward the certification. In other words, there was merits to look into this and Congress and others in the federal government abdicated the responsibility by not looking into it. Very, very sound legal to me, to my non-legal, to my layman mind, arguments here. They sure as hell uh, satisfy my logical brain, my Spock brain. But I'm not holding my breath that it's actually going to be heard. Now check this out, folks. I, I did miss this from a few days ago, but I want to bring it up here. Carrie Lake celebrates German court overturning election. Carrie Lake celebrated a German court ruling that overturned Berlin's election and ordered a new one. So she tweeted this out a few days ago. Berlin state elections declared void. You're up next, Maricopa County. And this has to do with Berlin's highest court had ordered new elections in the German capital, declaring that chaos in the 2021 vote violated election law. The Berlin mayor faces a neck-and-neck neck race to keep her office. Well, let's go, to the, let's go to the source. Let's get some information on this. From the Western Journal. A new elections was held in Berlin on Sunday after one conducted in 2021 was declared void due to election day irregularities. Hmm, wow. There's quite a few uh, similarities mirroring what we saw in Maricopa County. There's lots of parallels, as you can see in this Western Journal Headline, new election held in Germany after previous chaotic one declared void parallels to Maricopa County seen by Lake Campaign. Not just by the Lake Campaign, Western Journal. Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake's campaign believes the same should happen in Maricopa County. Sunday's election in Germany resulted in the center-right Christian Democrats coming out on top of the left-of-center Green Party and Social Democrats, according to the AP. Berlin's highest court ordered a new election in November after a chaotic 2021 state election that was marred by severe glitches at many polling stations and hours-long lines at some polling places ran out of ballot papers or received ones for the wrong district. Oh, same thing we saw in Maricopa County. Isn't that interesting? But Germany got it right. Berlin, by the way, I didn't think going to Berlin was going to be when I went there. I was there in November of last year, so about four months ago. One of my favorite cities, I got to say. I really enjoy There's a lot to see and do in, in Berlin. 
Um, I thought the highlight for me would be go to the Berlin Wall, you know, because as a kid, I saw that come down. It was emotional and what have you. But uh, there's a lot of awakened people in Berlin. Uh, if you go down, scroll down to November, I don't remember what episode it was, but uh, we uh, we encountered people talking about the vaccine, the danger of the vaccine in front of the Reichstag there in Berlin. So I've got fond memories uh, of Berlin. And Berlin got this one right. Not back in 2021, but we have this uh, judge, Ludgera Stelting, who ordered a new election due to the frequency and gravity of the mistakes and the serious systemic flaws in the preparation for the one held in September 2021. So the Germans say, redo, but Maricopa County and Katie Hobbs the Secretary of State who butchered it and literally rigged her own election for her to steal is saying, no, no, there were some mistakes, but too bad, too bad for those mistakes. Now, you know, I'm not one for uh, quoting and looking at international law for American law because we have a constitution. We have our own laws. We don't have to go to international courts and other things or what have you. But this is a good example. And why is this a good example? Because of logic or what have you. But we don't need it to set precedent in Maricopa County. All we have to do is follow our own constitution. And there were serious issues, due process, uh, excuse me, there was uh, serious issues and there were folks who were not able to vote And therefore, that was a violation of their constitutional rights. They weren't treated fairly, like the Democrats, which is so often the case, especially when it comes to elections. All right, folks, hope you have a great weekend. We will continue to be back. Uh, By the way, on March 1st or thereabouts, We'll start the beginning of our third season. This show started March 1st, 2021 in response to almost losing my YouTube channel talking about these rigged elections and the vaccines and the truth about COVID. Now, obviously, if you're watching this, you've already joined and and participated, but spread the word, folks. I have, uh, it'd be a great goal for our third anniversary, start of our third anniversary if we could get 30,000, 30,000 uh, members of our community on Locals. Doesn't mean that they have to be uh, paid subscribers and supporters, but just joining in and, and checking in with us on, on that social media platform. And also be great if on bcpextras.com, we were able to add 300 people to our community over there as well. We're, we're 3,000 Shy, no, sorry, we're about 200 and, I don't know the exact number. I want to say that we're about 300 shy of our goal of 30,000 members of our community on Locals. And it'd be great if we could do the same thing at about 300 new members at bcpextras.com. So whatever platform you're watching this on or listening to this or watching this on Spotify, please spread the word. We really need your assistance in letting people know about this program 
because big tech and small tech is not doing much to, to help us get the word out. So we must do this organically. Have a great weekend. So the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need.